Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Mysticons, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by April Collins. Hello. And Beatrice Murad. Hello. Today, April, Beatrice, and I are talking episode 24 of Mysticons, The Edge of Tomorrows, that aired uh, yesterday on Nicktoons. Mysticons is airing on uh, Nicktoons Network at 8 a.m. on Saturdays. And uh, we're covering it Sundays here on the Overly Animated Podcast. You can find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Overly Animated Mysticons on iTunes or YouTube and subscribe to not miss any of our future Mysticons podcasts. Uh, very excited for getting into our finale episodes next week and the week after, but we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. Right now we're getting into the edge of tomorrow's spoilers for this episode. Make sure you've seen this. Uh, this is a retelling of episode one of the show, kind of a meta uh, retelling of the first episode. <laughs> April, what did you think? Well, I thought it was okay. Um, I guess we kind of like built it up to be a lot or at least I had hoped that it was going to be like so much more than it was. And then it wasn't. And like, I thought we would get a lot of like backstory kind of stuff, but we literally just like redid episode one, which it was fun. Don't get me wrong. But, um, and I liked all of like the, like we got to see Binky go boom. And there was all of like those fun little lines and like Matt, Mathis was great. I enjoyed him in this wow, episode. Wow. A Mathis fan, yeah. Uh, and so, so it had like it had some nice moments and everything like that. But again, I think that I was more. I'm more disappointed than I should be because it's still a good episode, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, Beatrice, what do you think? I enjoyed it more than last week. And simply because while April was talking, I was furiously trying to think about what actually happened last week because I just completely forgot about it. It (laughs) it just had no weight for me. Like it had no like staying power for me whatsoever. So this week I I, I enjoyed a lot more. I think I agree that they could have done a lot more with it. They they did play it pretty safe. And I guess we can talk a little bit later about Piper and and. And some of her dialogue, which I found uh, frustrating. But um, besides that, I thought it was en- enjoyable. Um, I, some, a trend I'm seeing with these filler episodes is that they're not... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I see filler as taking the time to actually explore character. And you see a little bit of that in here, but not with the complexity I want, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you said Piper with a negative tone, so that's uh, unacceptable. Being that's- <laughs> no, no, I mean like I like Piper. Fave. Just there's so, certain things about her dialogue this week that I just didn't appreciate. I, interesting. We'll talk about that. I thought this was a wonderful Piper episode. I agree with your general point that the um, quote unquote filler episodes in this season two have not really advanced uh, character or you know mythology of the show or whatever. So. That's that's why it's, these maybe last four episodes have been a little frustrating for me. But um, I think Edge of Tomorrow's is excellent. I think it's really good. Uh, it took me a l- it took me a second viewing to get there on this one because, like April, uh, I was frustrated on first viewing that it was not uh, it didn't live up to our Discord speculations. <laughs> basically, uh, we're like uh, it's going to go through like ten different timelines. They're going to be <laughs> different Mysticons. Like Wayne's going to be a Mysticon, and Liz like that would have been great. We were yeah, we were we were way too ambitious with our and it's not the episode's fault. So we were way too ambitious with our speculation here. Like I've I have. Uh, 
potential problems with this episode conceptually. Like, I'm not sure why we needed this at this point of the show. Um, but right. given that we did it, I think that this is actually one of the most flawlessly ex- executed episodes of the show, uh, overall. Like, I think it's really, really wonderful. Um, it's just, uh, ev- every single, event or line of dialogue in this episode is purposefully uh a retelling of the first episode but in a different way like a meta joke on the show or uh or like some other character thing for piper like everything is just uh so it seems so meticulous and uh i i really think this is a great example of why this is genuinely one of, of why mist cons is genuinely one of the best shows on tv because it like can execute this episode so well and i think this is a great episode it's like kind of unexciting so that's the main thing we have to get past but i'll try to i'll lay out a bunch of evidence and try to convince <laughs> you guys that this is this is a good one um that that being said i'm very ready to get to the finale episodes next week yeah um, yes i've been yeah but that being said let's give edge of tomorrow's its due and i think the main thing is that if you have not seen episode one since it aired and i fortunately had rewatched episode one at some point in the previous month or two um a lot of things aren't going to click here from this episode um but basically what we do is we go through piper um and uh we go through her like trying to subvert the events of the first episode like we start off with her not wanting to rob from the uh weird cat guy mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> because that would have in theory triggered all of the events of episode 1 to happen the same way and piper's trying to not be a mysticon um and we just uh we go through different things. I feel like the scene that's most emblematic of this being a retelling of the first episode is when they're in like the treasure room with the dragon disc is initially. And uh Zarya and Piper are literally watching the events of episode one happen uh from the side. So like that and that's kind of the only scene that happens in that specific way. But I it's 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 really interesting to take this uh, specific approach. I mean, it's not like this has never been done before, I guess, but uh, I feel I feel like this is kind of high level storytelling um, that we're going back and commenting on uh, a previous episode in such a specific way. Uh, were you what do you what do you think of that, April? Were you impressed at all in that regard? Um, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I guess it was just kind of interesting because uh, they like followed the events of the first episode like sort of closely. Because um, usually in like episodes like this, like everything goes off the rails, which is what we kind of expected. But I liked that like Piper was just sort of very like in tune with it, what was going on, and she was like, "Oh no, like I have to go get the like Her Majesty and like." and everything like that. And then even still like she couldn't prevent everything. So it, I, I, I do agree that it was very well executed. Um, and you know, we got to see like, I guess our characters as they previously were like, I enjoyed like Zarya being like, your, your imagination's like overactive and like everything like that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a great point in seeing the characters from before. I think one of the times the episode really, really clicks is when, uh, M is like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm no here. I've never, I haven't been in a fight before. I've never even been in an argument before. And then she like, <laughs> ba- and she like bails and it's like, wow, this is how M was before. Um, mm-hmm. that, like, that's awesome. I think if maybe the episode had been slightly stronger, if I had more of that type of stuff, but, um, yeah, I think they handled M really well there. Um, even like the, I like that they took the time to sort of point out like, how Zarya and Arcana, like their, I guess, relationship, how it's like so different than it was too. Like Zarya is just like, oh, that pampered princess, like everything like that. And it's like, that is not how you feel about her anymore. So I kind of like that 
going into the finale, we're sort of getting that like pushed back onto us a little bit. Oh, yeah. So it feels, feels have- very different from the constant Zarya Arcana intimate moments we've been getting the previous episodes, right? <laughs> yeah. It's almost like they're building to something here. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But, yeah. Be- Beatrice, well, uh, yeah. What, what do you think of, of this? What we'll be talking about. <laughs> I don't know I what mean- the question was, but yeah. <laughs> Um, I think I don't know if I would I would consider it high level storytelling just because they did kind of play it a little safe. This is I I, I they it, it isn't on it wasn't a hundred percent a refreshing take on this type of story. I think I it, they did it well. I think what frustrates me of the episode and again frustrated seems like a harsh word. I'm making it seem like it's my feelings are more negative than they actually are, but. Just to explain, they, I just feel like the episode in scope was pretty small. They're, they they weren't really do, knowing what they can do with an episode, knowing the the highs of how much they can play with like a specific story. I don't think that they were very ambitious with this one. I think they played it pretty safe. And within the scope of what they were doing, it works. But knowing what they can do, I was just a little disappointed that they didn't. It felt like they were giving it like a 70%. And saving up energy for the finales. Like, they're just like, okay, we got to get this episode in. And this isn't an important episode, so we're not going to give it our all. And that's how it felt watching it, which isn't a great feeling as a viewer, knowing what they can do. Um, Because even though it's not unrealistic, you'd want someone to give it their all in every episode. Even though that might be unrealistic, because... It's hard, but um So I, I agree that it like came across that way on first viewing, but I think that's unfair given that uh, like I said, everything in this episode is so meticulously done. Like I think it, the scope of it is limited, but I w- definitely want to separate the concept from the execution. Like I actually do think this is one of the more uh they, they I do think they gave it their all um on on the execution level of this episode and uh, I I got that sense more so than uh an episode in a long time from this show. Well um, that's what I mean. That's why I said like within the scope of what they did, they did it really well. I just think that they could have done so if they were going to if it was going to be such a limiting limited scope then I feel like they should have done something a little bit more like okay, let's explore like who these characters were before this instead of just very much focused on Piper. Not that I have a problem with Piper. It's just because it was so much about Piper being like, no, we're, I'm not a hero. I don't want to be a hero. But suddenly, I actually, no, surprise. I'm, I want to be a hero again. And it's kind of, I feel like it was just a bit too, I, I it's fine. It was fine. It wasn't okay. incredible. But I think there's it's kind, just it's a, kind little, of a, typical, a little simplistic. Yeah, I think yeah, is sim- my, uh, yeah a simplistic, simplistic character take on Piper and that she was, yeah, the, the, her arc in this episode. We'll, t- we'll table the Piper talk for a second. I think we're in dire need of a Piper episode. So, like, I think that, like, we are really... I think we need, a, like, a real Piper episode. I feel like a lot of the Piper episodes that we get are kind of, like, this. You know what I mean? Like, we're not really, like, sort of hardcore, like, divulging into her character and who right. she is and what her backstory is and how she came to sort of be here. Um, more so. I mean, we had the one episode in the caves and everything like that, but that just was very, like, one episode and we barely, like, scratched the surface. Right. So, and that's like- why... Like, that's exactly why... That's my reservations for this episode. It's like, if you're gonna make a Piper episode... And and this is what we get. I don't like this is not the Piper episode she deserves as a character. 
Yeah, so I I agree. I would I really really need to see another Piper backstory episode. Um, episode eight is the as April was referencing is like the big Piper one. We saw like flashbacks and her having kind of almost PTSD almost, and like we really need to get into that. I'm a, it's it's a little upsetting we haven't in the season two, but I also think this type of episode is very valid, and I think this is a great Piper episode on its own. I guess we can get into this more now because we're already on the topic, um, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, like I we. We do need to see more of Piper's history. We learned in episode 11 that she was uh, in the circus in at some point in the hundred years she's been alive. I'd love to see that. Um, who are Piper's parents? Like what Piper has lived the longest life up to this point? Stuff like that. But I do think this was a great focus of um, her having more, I guess, agency within the group, her having more... Um, get more more of a spotlight her like like uh beatrice was talking about goes from um she was fed up with everything and then she like uh regains the drive to be a mistcon at the end and i think that was all really well handled i do think it's kind of narrow in scope and it's a little bit of a simplistic character take but i really really do like what we got Here's the biggest thing is that this episode, uh, by referencing episode one, I think it's a great idea to do it from Piper's perspective because Piper is the character that is potentially the most different from the first episode now. And my favorite part parts of this episode are that uh, we are aware that Piper was more of a meme character in the first episode than she is now. <laughs> this episode is like very aware of that. Piper says sad face emoji again in this episode, the classic line from the first episode. She says it in a sad way this time, sad face emoji. And, uh, it, it was wonderful. Um, we also had, uh, Mathis saying, uh, swagalicious, um, <laughs> which is, uh, it's been a long time, but this, uh, this, the, multiple characters on the show said swag in the first like four episodes and we have since not said that like we've kind of reined in that type of language and uh it's like piper viewing this past self it's almost like piper's matured a lot and uh, even though that is a very meta commentary on them like dialing back piper's uh I guess modernness or their attempts uh, at that. Uh, I do also think it reflects her character growth and that she's, um, you know, she is a kid and she's matured a lot and uh, her being a hero has, has, has really helped her along. Uh, what do you think about that, April? Um, no, I agree. I think, uh, I think that's kind of maybe the point that this episode was maybe almost trying to make in the fact that like, you know, at the beginning of the episode, it's, she's almost kind of like bratty in the way that she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm super frustrated. Like I'm just essentially going to have a fit and wish that this never happened. And then like, as like in the beginning, you know, as she's sort of reliving that day, she, it, to me, she's very like, Nope, I don't want to touch this. But then she like, because she cares about, you know, Zarya, Arcana, and everyone else, she just, like, throws herself back into it. it. Like, almost like she wasn't expecting to, but in, and she tries to pull herself out of it, too. Because she's like, nope, we're not going to do that. And she's like, okay, fine, I guess I'm going to go save Zarya so she doesn't fall off the tower. Like, and then she's like, oh, I have to go save Her Majesty. Oh, I have to go save Arcana. Like, she, like, unknowingly is the hero that she's always kind of been. And that's the impression that I got from it, is that, like, she can't escape it. It's very, like, uh, what is it? Like, you can't escape your destiny kind of thing. Like, because no matter what you tried to do, she she still found herself back into the place that she was, you know, previously. 
Yeah, and I and I think it's really fulfilling to see uh, Piper at the end uh, come back into the same moment and then just uh, own it and save everyone. Uh, exactly. Yeah, the like thing she, that she, it was just all she's capable of that the whole time. It was just more of a confidence thing with her. Yeah. Yeah, Beatrice, what do you think? I mean, I I love that moment at the end. Um, and let me put like just a little like. Uh, bookmark in that we need to talk about these powers and their consistencies but um because <laughs> we need to talk about them and we need to talk about Necrofa it's just we need to talk about it but um I I really did enjoy that I enjoyed that it was more of a confidence thing I just wish there was more time of her resisting it it just seemed like she was just so quick to get back into it despite being like no I don't want to do this anymore like I wanted more of her slowly getting frustrated again this is maybe also a problem with like the time limit you know there's only so many minutes but i did wish that maybe she had been a bit more like no i i'm gonna ignore this i'm just gonna keep keep like I'm, i don't want to fall back into the like i don't know i just the fact that that she that i don't know just immediately from the get-go there's a moment where where uh like the it's just it, it falls right but I guess it's the problem of them just going straight back into episode one and her trying to to un like prevent everyone from do, going down that path. I would have rather preferred it be more less obvious and more internal internal if that makes sense if that makes any sense of her more of her emotionally getting slowly more frustrated with herself of no, I can't do this. I can't I don't know. I don't know if this is making any sense. Um, yeah, it was but, just kind of there. Yeah. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of surrounding, um, yeah, framing for her. Right, it made yeah. it seem like she didn't have a choice in the matter. It was just kind of like this is destiny. This is going to happen, and you just kind of have to embrace it. And the timeline just fighting against her into writing writing itself. Where I would have, uh, because it also again not a hundred percent clear if this is actually her going back in time or just some like vision or spell thing, and like there is now an alternative timeline where she was there and now she's gone. Like I'm not a hundred percent sure where this goes. I don't know if this is like some weird like flash vision thing or if it was an actual like no now there's an alternate timeline where she changed things and I don't know where the old Piper of that timeline went. <laughs> yeah, it gets complicated with time yeah. travel. But point is that I kind of wanted more of her, it, it being her choice rather than it being destiny, if that makes any sense. I wanted more of her being like, no, I don't want to do this. And then slowly coming into the realization, like, I I do, instead of just being like, I have to, because destiny is pushing me toward this, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I think it, Piper almost is back, is backs into like having to become Mysticons again. It's like, uh, it, it's just the universe working against her and she's like not able to successfully subvert the timeline. Um, and, and that's just kind of, she just kind of incidentally gets there. But, uh, yeah, she's her, she, it's, it's about like her gaining her confidence back and wanting to become a hero again all throughout that. I get what you're saying though. Um, yeah, is did Piper uh, kill the original Piper when she went into that timeline? <laughs> what happened? Or kill that timeline's Piper? Yeah, that's uh, I don't I I I don't think the episode should have commented on that. Like, it's if we're doing a narrow in scope uh, time time uh, line thing, then there's no need to get into the specifics. This is the type of thing that will frustrate some people, though. Uh, like like uh, you can't do you just replace the original Piper? Did she pop back in when Piper uh, this our Piper left again? Uh, that, yeah. that's why I wish that's why I think it's like this was like some vision it wasn't that she actually went back in time it just seems like she did and well, there was just back, some, yeah. like yeah. no exactly. I think I think she definitely had timeline hopped I mean I think I think that happened 
I don't know. I just think like if if she did, it, it just gets a lot more complicated because it's suddenly like, okay, did the things in the first episode stay the way they are, or are we now, or is this the new first episode now? If that makes any sense, like, did Arcana ever get like bone stuff? And is her mother? I think these are now? so these are parallel timelines, and uh, they did <laughs> they did not intersect. Piper just hopped onto the different one and then hopped back on our on the on the show's timeline. It's it's still the same, I think. Like, uh, Arcana was not boned in that. That was just on the, that. We'll never see that, that thing again. What happens when, uh, Arcana was boned and deboned and I, what's going to happen there? I want one of those moments where, like, Piper, like, refers to it, like, in a later episode and everyone's like, what? That didn't <laughs> yeah. happen. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. Okay, right, let's get back to the concept of the episode because, um, Beatrice, I think, was talking about how this, uh, is potentially narrow and simplistic in concept and, I, t- my initial reaction is to agree, but I'm going to say, let's compare this to the, uh, kind of the prototypical meta episode for our generation animation meta episode, which is Ember Island play- players from Avatar the Last Airbender. Um, my thing is, is this episode actually more simplistic than Ember Island players? And all Ember Island players did was just retell events in a play setting and comment on them, you know, like, uh, isn't that episode also not really doing that much? Because that episode is just uh, saying, "Oh, haha, this epi- this th- that happened, and here it is happening again, and it's funny." Although it was wonderful, obviously, but this episode is actually like uh, showing us past things and then having our character interact with it, and things changing and things happening in slightly different ways. I found that a li- I found that a little bit ambitious, at least. What do you I think, Beatrice? I mean, it, it, not to say that the this type of storyline isn't ambitious. But I think unlike, say, Ember, I I think unlike Avatar and how they dealt with it, they that wasn't something that we often see in at least in animation where we just get it's a sim. There's a similar uh, thing in Kill a Kill, and I know that not I don't Dylan, you haven't seen it, but there's a similar Mm -hmm. moment. You know that in anime, in anime, there's this um, there's that episode that is similar to Ember Island. Island. It's like it's this like pass through everything that's happened so far and like a recap episode essentially and the thing with avatar is that they made they did the recap episode in a very creative way which was very ambitious in kill a kill they start doing the recap and then they just go you know what they do it in one minute and then they tell a new episode which is not what you expect and that was another way of subverting it and then with this it's like you know the iconic comparison would be like you know like Back to the Future or Back to the Past or whatever that movie's called where, you know, it's like playing with time. And it's it's this is it, it just there's a similar with these with these playing with timeline, going back to the past stories. There is already a set language that we're familiar with. And this episode didn't necessarily do something inventive or unique in playing with that language that we're already familiar with, with these type of stories. It did, it told the story and it told it well, but in terms of, oh, it's super complicated and super unique. I wouldn't say go that far because it, there's already this established way of telling the story. And so all these like little, like, oh, they had to really think this through. It's like, well, there's already this formula here already planned out for them from previous stories of different, um, forms of storytelling that have already done it. And it just kind of felt like, okay, like this is, I'm familiar with this type of storytelling. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. It, and they did it well, not to say that it was badly done, 
but just it wasn't a hundred percent unique or revolutionary in yeah, that it, sense. It, it, it very much fell. It, it it kind of played by the playbook of Back to the Future or similar storylines. I agree. This is yeah. it's 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 it, this episode, despite being. Um, kind seemingly unique in a meta commentary in a past episode it's something that's definitely been done by a lot of other properties april you agree i agree yeah but i mean i didn't hate it you know what i mean like it didn't frust. i mean i had frustrating moments and everything like that but i wasn't it left like i enjoy back to the future it's one of my favorite movies and so i didn't even like think about it like watching this that i was like oh this is this is Back to the Future, but Mysticons, like, I like I didn't, I guess, put, like, that two and two together kind of thing, so, and I mean, there was enough, I guess, difference between this episode and the first episode, because that's essentially what we're comparing it to, um, and that, like, made it, I guess, different, and, like, made it nicely executed, like, it, I don't know. Not to yeah. say that this is the same as Back to the Future, I'm just yeah. using an example of, like, we've had stories like, it's, it's not revolutionary yeah we've done yeah. this type of it's not before. revolutionary but it's not i'm not like mad about it does that does that make sense like yeah, we, all, all episodes are tropey to a certain extent you yeah know? Like, this is, gonna, this is it's, it's 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 not a super specific criticism to this episode yeah no i was gonna say like it's not a trope that i'm like like what is it we talk about this uh, i think in um like miraculous sometimes how things get super tropey and it's like oh my gosh like i it like it's frustrating how tropey it is but like this is like, despite it being, you know, like we've done this before with other shows and movies and whatever, I'm not frustrated by it. So I guess I can't really complain. Like, yeah, it's simple in regards to like, we're just reliving the first episode and we're just ending essentially back up where we started. But I'm not, I'm just not upset about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm also not upset. I'll, I'll, I'm upset. Let me talk my conceptual qualms. It's not uh, with this episode, which aren't that it's been done before, although I think that's very valid from Beatrice. Uh, my biggest thing is that uh, this show is much better now than it was in episode one. Not that episode one wasn't good. It was a very strong start, but um, the show has gotten a lot better. And I think there's something to be said for not going back to a time when the show was worse. Um, like that's maybe a mistake to revisit when, uh, you weren't as good of a show like that. So that's my first, my first potential conceptual thing. My second is that, um, I don't think now was maybe the time to do it, uh, in, in a time where, and I know obviously we're not going to be aware of this, um, you know, writing the second season, but it's turned out that we've been a little bit frustrated that more things haven't been happening, I guess. So, uh, like certainly now is not the time for that, given that. Uh, also, maybe uh, your third season's maybe more appropriate for when to do the meta commentary. Maybe we'll have an even bigger meta episode in the third season, which I'd love. But, uh, you know, I, I just I don't think it functions that well, given where we are in the series. And I don't know if it's a great idea to revisit episode one. Um, agree, disagree? I think it just depends on what happens next kind of thing. Because like, like I was kind of saying earlier, it was kind of nice to kind of like have that comparison to be like, Oh, this is how it was. And look at where we are now in terms of like who the characters are, like how much like their relationships have developed and how the stories sort of progressed. And I mean, we've come like such a long way and I think that if it that comparison can mean something going into like the season finale, then I think that might be worth it. But I agree that it's sort of like 
misplaced amongst the the episodes and i guess yeah, I, 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 I think you had the best example of uh it being worth it like that i hadn't even thought of with the arcane azaria uh comparison to see how they were versus how they are now yeah like that's i guess that's kind of like the grain of salt that i'm taking with this episode being that it's you know it's taking place during the third season because i i totally agree that like it's odd for it to be here in the second season as we're just about to go into like some huge major events and things like that like so i agree with it so i guess i just want this to be worth it that, yeah, that's I, all I, that it would that i, I want <laughs> yeah i agree i have a few other potential ways it could play in which is one is seeing dreadbane um if we're going to see dreadbane slash oh my god <laughs> For the finale, I think that's uh, it's an interesting reminder of what it used to be if he's turning into mm-hmm. something else. And uh, also, uh, we saw a necrophilus world versus a necrophilled world. That was one of the biggest comparisons. Um, mm-hmm. It's the uh, necrophile alert versus the city's uh, perfectly safe. So uh, <laughs> it's, that's a potential omen of something happening with necrophile. Like, I do think this episode will function better once we've seen... Uh, what's what's happening to come more on that when uh, we get into some speculation i guess um okay but let's let's go through uh all the stuff that we uh there's a lot of notable things to go through from the episode and we're already pretty far in so um yeah like i was talking about at the beginning uh, so let's do the the point by point recap of the episode we had the uh, drake city at shield con level three uh it's necrofa alert 24 7 says piper Report uh, my, any suspicious undead. That was yeah. my favorite. <laughs> my, my big thing is, uh, where was this yeah. the past 10 episodes? Were yeah. we, were, weren't we on the crop alert? Like, this is what I've been. We're only taking it seriously now. <laughs> <laughs> this is my problem with this with season two. Necrofa is out and nobody seems to care. But this episode rem- remembered. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I like I like this. I, this this reminded me of um, <laughs> this is, it's not worth getting into, but something in Ladybug season two. It's like uh, Akuma alert. Everyone uh, go go into, go into hiding. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I, I like I like just uh, cities being prepared for uh, weird uh, mystical events. I think that's a good trope. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're fighting off, uh, it's like a Tasma shadow minion. Then it turns into, it's a prop, it portals in Necrofa and Tasma. And this is what Necrofa should have been doing for the past five episodes is just, uh, <laughs> randomly popping up and nabbing the princess. And she hadn't, but, uh, she takes it into her own hands now because Tasma was failing. Um, and, uh, yeah. So but Tasma's they... still there. She's really like concerned about nabbing Chaco, which I thought was great. <laughs> <laughs> so very yeah she's learned her lesson chaco could mess things up here uh yeah tasma says it's the thieves who tricked me with the fake dragon disc which is like such a specific reference to episode one but then it makes sense when we when we yeah. talk about episode one for the rest um and then yeah piper wishes they weren't missed cons back to the original timeline or back to this back to the episode one and um there's a uh, binky where we ha- excited to see binky again Piper's, binky go uh, boom yeah <laughs> Forgot about Binky, probably. Um, how did how did Zarya stop Binky from going boom the first time? Yeah, I, maybe I a switch too. or something. Like really in the ear, kind of just kind of just stopped, but uh, it's it's fine. Um, it found Zarya. It was comforted. Yeah, yeah, it was comforted by Zarya. I like that. <laughs> sentient, preferred, like Binky, Binky, no, and then. There. <laughs> Yeah, there's in, I don't know what the off switch was. Uh, yeah, I think I think sentient Binky is the way to go. But uh, we had Zarya saying uh, Mystica who now uh, classic episode one reference. I like that. Yes. That was yeah. <laughs> we uh, we got uh, a Piper pipe- dance. Yeah, Piper dancing. Yeah, that was good. Um, Piper's like, there's no way I'm going down that road again. I like that Piper's immediately aware that stealing from the cat would. Uh, <laughs> Would send us back <laughs> yeah, down the events of episode one. Piper's very aware and smart in this episode, which I do really like. 
Um, then uh, her her solution instead of uh, stealing is to have a pie eating contest at Sky Pies with a, a troll dude. <laughs> this was very random. Uh, this is maybe the most. I was really confused by that whole like. I was like, wait, how did we end up here? I don't under like because it in my head, it, you know, we were going back through episode one, and I was like, but why are we at Sky Pies right now? <laughs> seems seems like a loose association, yeah. But uh, one of my favorite parts of the episode is seeing Mathis with. With his blue Chaco. Yeah. And, uh, it's like Matt this takes the role of Zarya in this episode. And uh, I love blue Chaco. Evil Chaco. Uh, would evil Chaco and regular Chaco get along? Yes. Yes? No. I think they wouldn't. I think Chaco <laughs> would just like not have it. He's like, there's only room for one. Yeah, and Chaco's you are not it. <laughs> Chaco's a little, yeah. He, he, no spotlight away from Chaco. No room for a second Chaco. Um, but yeah, they were running their con with Gawain. I thought that was great. We we had been dying for a Gawain Mathis interaction, and we finally got it. So and it was that's wonderful. Only, that's only half sarcastic, but yeah, well, we wanted, we wanted to see Gawain about this. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, Zarya makes a, co- a copy of his key, copy of the copy. Um, also, it was extremely kind of Mathis to invite Zarya and Piper to go rob, like, the palace. Like, yeah. I I enjoyed that. He's just like, you guys want in on this? Like, let's is the, go. Is this Mathis' best episode of the series? I yes. Because yeah. <laughs> I kind of hate Mathis, but he was fine in this episode. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, he was throughout the whole, he was, like, there through the most of the episode, which I really enjoyed as well. Like, totally random. He's just here because... Who knows why? <laughs> kept kept waiting for it to be like the Mysticons plus Mathis minus Arcana. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, we don't. No, mis- <laughs> no different Mysticon shenanigans on this timeline. Um, and uh, there's a pizza fort with with Piper pepperoni windows. <laughs> yeah, typical Piper humor. Yeah, um, but yeah, but Piper recognized Zarya's in danger, so I have to follow her to the palace. Um, parallel to episode one, uh, so Piper stops Zarya from falling off this time. I think it was reversed in episode one, and also Piper says, "Get your human butt in there," which uh, episode one Zarya says, "Get your elf butt in." Um, we had uh, so that was good. We also had the classic. Uh, gold dive uh which the the, the ducktails gold dive chaco tries it this time instead of piper and uh uh, zarya says you thought that was gonna be way more fun didn't you uh so uh yeah what do we think of chaco taking the gold dive instead of piper i thought that was one of the the highlights i thought it was cute (laughs) yeah i really enjoyed it and it's like yeah it's like gold is hard you shouldn't be able to just dive straight in that was the episode one joke it was great yeah so Mm -hmm. we're doing it again here um we talk about watching the events in the treasure room from episode one and this time mathis is the guard instead of piper and zarya and he says this palace is uh this place is swagalicious um (laughs) we see the uh the queen queen good talking to nova terran i i don't think we saw this in episode one um i don't think so either yeah i think this which this is the type of thing that's really cool we saw what was behind the scenes because it would have given away too much because we needed to see the big nova terran introduction in episode two Mm -hmm. and stuff we Mm -hmm. saw behind the scenes uh the queen called nova terran and he sent his two of his most talented astromancers (laughs) um dun 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 i I liked that piper like was like she just didn't tell um malveron that tasma's gonna betray you kind of thing like she just (laughs) very much like hinted at it the entire yeah. time like yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about really that know her yeah. uh piper yeah piper knocks out uh queen goodfay with the with like some flower to prevent her from being turned to bone i thought that was quick thinking by piper i don't know if i would have thought of that 
yeah. Just, and, uh, and instead, Arcana uh, gets turned to bone. Someone, someone else had to be turned to bone. Yeah, that's how, that's how destiny works. Someone, someone, <laughs> someone else had to be turned. They to come bone. in. They come in pairs of two. <laughs> yeah. Do we think? Do we think this is uh, this could be another potential finale parallel? Do you think that we are hinting at the uh, king queen finally getting deboned uh, in the next two episodes? No. No, because they have to stay boned forever. Is that right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we're very optimistic about it. <laughs> we haven't we haven't talked about it like. It would be very random, yeah. It, yeah, it would be super random for us to like talk about it again. So, and I'm okay with us not talking about it because I remember just being really frustrated at the beginning yeah. of season two and the end of season three because all Arcana wanted to do was unbone her parents at the risk of the realm. So, yeah. I don't want to go back down that road. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, I could see it happening, but uh, Matt, Mathis, uh, Mathis is the dragon disc, and uh, we see like the courtyard scene when they're first fighting with the Mysticons uh, as Mysticons. Um, the three plus Mathis Piper instead just has them all just jump off the ledge and uh, call the <laughs> call the Griffins, and uh, Dreadbane's like didn't see that coming. Um, I enjoyed that Dreadbane is still yeah. like a terrible villain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this episode definitely. Uh, I think made you uh, made the audience miss Dreadbane because uh, he was very funny here, and I really miss funny Dreadbane from season one. <laughs> uh, very, yeah. So ho- hoping to see him in the finale. Um, uh, M M just uh, bails, uh, and uh, then or she, yeah, I think she does it again, but later. But uh, that Piper, yeah, Piper wants to undo the wish. Uh, doesn't work. She says sad face emoji. Classic. That was the one must have. If you're going to do episode one again, you have to have sad face emoji again. Um, and then Sn- we get Snorri dude. We haven't talked about Snorri dude. So we'll talk about him at the end. But uh, he says, be the hero you were meant to be. And um, Paper figures out that he should, she should have them all turn into mist guns again. They go back to Rudix Hollow. So it's the kind of episode episode five stuff happening. And uh, Piper convinces them that she's from a different timeline by telling M that she loves Questka Knightly, Hunky Pirates, and has that mech suit. So. I mean, I'm kind of loving how Zarya is just, you know what, I believe you because, you know, it just kind of shows that their bond is so tight that she's, she just says, you know what, if you say that, I, I, I trust you. But at the same time, I just think, really, Zarya, she couldn't have convinced you a little bit more. She couldn't have tried a little bit more to convince you of this wild Thing like where zero we, effort <laughs> yeah like two seconds ago you were talking about her imagination being too crazy and now it's all okay i mean i from the one hand i appreciate it because it shows that their bond is so tight but on the other hand it's like really really yeah it's more of she convinces m instead of zarya so um but I, yeah I, I like that zarya believes piper this is a very good piper zarya episode and uh, and for their bond, which we hadn't gotten in a little bit. But um, Piper says, Dreadbane will be at Drake Central Station for the first piece of the Codex. Again, she's very on top of things. Piper's watched the show before. She knows she knows what's <laughs> happening. Um, and yeah, M M says, I've never been in a fight before. I've never even been in an argument before. And uh, and she leaves and uh, they put Binky instead of the Codex piece. And uh, Dreadbane says, also didn't see that coming, <laughs> um, which is good. 
uh, bringing Malvron, Tasma, and the Astromancers on the train. Um, and we had to bring to, the trains back. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> a lot of train action. We need more of that. And uh, yeah, more. Yeah, you guys talk about more. Like, do you know your sister? Um, love this exchange from the construction workers. The dwarf construction workers really been an, <laughs> yeah. really been an MVP in the past few episodes. Um, I'm hungrier than a diamond's back crave crawler. You know what I'm saying? Uh, nope. nope. <laughs> uh, and then there's guy number one. Is it is it Foz season already? Uh, nope. nope. So call back to Foz season, and uh, this the second guy is not into anything. <laughs> That's the first guy to say. Nope. Uh, yeah, it, was, it was great. Um, Tasma takes Dragon Disc Transforms, um, and Viper says, yeah, that's not so surprising the second time around. So that was good. Yeah. And uh, M, uh, like, um, back in her mech suit and throws Tasma into the dumpster. And, yeah, Malvron does see Transform Tasma. So in theory, he probably knows uh, that she's evil. She's in her evil outfit. But... Not clear. Uh, also, who cares? That's not our timeline. So, uh, yeah, they, uh, Piper transforms uh, into Mysticons that freeze Arcana. And uh, basically, Arcana is just really confused. That's kind of the highlight of the scene. Um, it was beautiful. She's like, Who are you? I don't know what's going on. Still not sure what's happening. Yeah, at the end, she's like, yeah, Still not sure what's happening. Yeah, that's great. Piper's just like, I love you guys. Yeah. Like, I think that was my favorite moment of Arcana. She's just like, What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 good. That's that's what's that's Queen Goodfay when she's unbuilt. She's like, oh, <laughs> uh, what uh, Necrophila was since when? Um, no, no, I guess she saw. She, I guess she was briefly. She was like, briefly deboned in the season one finale. I guess so. See, but briefly. that's what I want to see. That's why I want her deboned is because I want to see how like she's because she forgot about the other twins. So it's like. How is she going to react to all this? Like, is she going to? Yeah, you probably have to debone her to have her react to the twin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. That's going to be really interesting. So that's why I'm rooting for a deboned. Oh. My biggest number, you deboned the king and queen, and we need to see how Gawain reacts to not being king. That's my number, <gasps> oh, that's that my number one. <laughs> okay. That's that okay. Wonderful. Okay. We're sold. Do it in the. We need, we need the king and queen deboned. Okay. We're back on it. And um, we'll get back into the, what is it, the secret identities thing because. Uh, they yeah. get deboned and it's like, okay, well, Arcana, we have to meet the Mysticons and thank them. Arcana has to try and get out of it. Yeah, well, she yeah. revealed to her, pair, her parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, anyway, we're back in. Uh, Piper goes back. It's hero time. She, we talked about this scene, saves everyone. And uh, Snorri Dude at the end, uh, may the star of Gygax guide you on your quest, Mysticons. And he has these weird <laughs> eyes. Yes. April, what do you think of the Snorri Dude's weird eyes? Well, his eyes are weird, one, but (laughs) I'm led to believe that he means he's going to mean something to us later because that's the takeaway is that uh, this guy is important later. But like, who is he? Can I have more of that? Is he just like a fortune teller? What what does he mean to me? Why? Why does he have such eyes? (laughs) Why does he have such eyes? Yeah. Beatrice, (laughs) what was your reaction to the eyes? I mean, I thought, honestly, for me, the initial thing was, is he going to be evil? Is he on their side? I mean, I think he's on their side, but I mean, he could, I, I could see him go bad. I, who knows? So I'm not sure. And it also makes me think about how the Mysticons don't really care about revealing their identity to like bystanders. I just think like, why? Like he knows now he knows who they are. He must, right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Snorri Snor- Snor- dude's gonna betray them. <gasps> prediction. I mean, who knows? I'm yeah, I don't. Saying. I don't know. I don't know what this guy is. We'll see in season three. But um, yeah, don't know. Uh, it's I, I'm not in love with the 
unrelated uh foreshadowing for future events um but uh, it's kind of kind of cool and it, it, it provides some stakes for an episode that's otherwise self-contained um his eyes to me looked like fish eyes i guess yeah so, Ooh. Um, i don't know yeah. what's up with that yeah he's the lost king of the uh the pearl trident that's the oh no he's i don't think I'm so down. but i'm down uh, that's the only i was like that, i bought the it, only fish so. that we know of so <laughs> Will we will we have a Kelpie return in the season two finale? Oh, probably not. Oh, <laughs> don't say don't say probably. Don't crush don't crush my hopes. But okay, uh, I had a fan theory of the week, but we already we got plenty of discussion at, so I'll save it and let's just briefly talk about next week's episode, which is uh, Twin Stars Unite. This is episode twenty five twenty six. Um, the way it worked in season one is that there are two big episodes at the end and they weren't like part one, part two, but they were both kind of big enough to be finale. So I don't know if this is going to really be part one of the finale, but it's like, you know, it's, it's our episode 12 of this season. And, uh, this episode is twin stars unite. Next episode is the dragon's rage. Kind of makes you think def- the titles definitely make you think that the prophecy will be being fulfilled <laughs> and that the spectral dragon will come out. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Kind of, kind of I mean, that. unless they're going to like throw us off somehow, but I can't imagine how. <laughs> so here's the description. Necrofa captures Proxima as she puts her master plan into action, forcing the Mysticons to launch a rescue attempt. And indeed, in the two minute preview clip we got, uh, Proxima had already been captured. Necrofa <laughs> already did that. Well, Proxima, way to go. <laughs> well, more like well, more, more anti Yaga. Like, yeah, what happened wait, to her? How is it that Necrofa can beat this like god? Like, how does that I mean, work? I think Antiago is probably sleeping. And that's all. Like, uh, it doesn't. You know, Antiago does not seem the most uh, uh, 100% determined. And, uh, you know, she. I well, think she, she could be distracted. You know what's going to bug me? I was going to say. Oh. oh, go for it. Go for it. Oh, I was going to say. It, you almost like. I think we've talked about this before how Antiago just kind of ha- like plays this like i'm very like out of this sort of like role because you know she's a demigod or whatever and so i just feel like we're just gonna get like this moment where like necrofa shows up and antioga's like well i did what i was supposed to bye guys like just leaves (laughs) says hi necrofa good seeing you again walks away (laughs) yeah she might just bail yeah Yeah. we we determined that she's neutrally aligned so she doesn't have to stay (laughs) i I don't think it's absurd to say necrofa is more powerful than a demigod she is very powerful oh we're gonna talk about her attack the special attacks beatrice um basically the miscons are able to easily take special attack away necrofa because she doesn't have the gems uh still from episode 16 so that's uh still still in play and it's kind of why necrofa's really never been a big threat is uh she can't their, their special attacks just uh, hurt her so who cares <laughs> see but like her their special attacks are so are treated as their like most powerful things they can do and they just use them every episode there's no real like mean like there's no real like that's um, how it works yeah. and i don't know and also the they're sometimes they're super strong against certain enemies. Other times they're not as strong against enemies. And I'm just thinking, give me some consistency. Like either like tell me where your powers like lie. Where where do you rank? Like is it that you lost to this like nobody villain that's just needed for some random episode because you just really weren't feeling it? But when someone really makes you angry, that's when you like come out. Like I need some some structure to this whole magic situation. It can't just be, but the magic. 
you know. Mm. But um, yeah, I think I think the conceptually the power level of the special attacks is not fulfilling because um, they can take out Necrotha here, but sometimes cannot take out the the monster of the week. Um, I do think it's kind of consistently utilized uh, by the show. It's just one really powerful. Uh, like close quarters attack and uh, in situations when that is relevant it can easily win uh, like now because they're right next to Necrofen she didn't have gems um, in other situations it doesn't matter so uh, like, I think there is consistency in execution but uh, I, I agree their their powers are not <laughs> the most fulfilling thing to experience I guess yeah maybe but they're not supposed to be I don't know like it's just supposed to be simple it's fine yeah yeah Whatever. oh can it, we it, I was going to say, can we talk about how Necrophis magic is stopped by wooden crates? Because that really bothered me. What do you Wait, what do you mean she's stopped by wooden crates? <laughs> Whatever. So at the beginning and like the end of the episode. How oh, they're Necrophis- high. She's ducking behind a crate. Oh, yeah. Okay, wooden yeah. crates and Necrophis magic was just like dissipating on the wooden crate. <laughs> just wear yeah. wooden crates, everybody. You'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah. Wood is very powerful in Gemini. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. In the preview uh, next week, uh, we see Proxima tied up on one pillar. There's a second pillar and there's a drag. The, the egg is above them. So in so the, this very direct visual of the prophecy, you know, she's on one pillar, the twins on the other, and then it activates the egg. It's just so hard for me not to imagine that we're going to get Arcana tied up to the other pillar, Proxima on the other one, and then it doesn't activate, and Necroft is like, no, what's wrong? Um, and uh, Luzari and crew is like, now's our chance, and they go and untie uh, Proxima, and then Zarya's like touching the other pillar, and then it activates, and then Necroft is like, it's that one! And then they're like, oh, spoilers. Like, Dylan. I didn't, it didn't happen yet. I'm just like, it's, what's gonna happen. it's so, it's hard for me, so hard for me not to see that happening. Really, we're the only ones that think this. I've been trying to convince everyone else, uh, and it's not, it's not us and the people on Discord, but most people, uh, think Proxima's the twin. I think I most think- people listening probably think that was so. You know, I think we'll learn next episode that that's not true, but uh, watch it be the twin. Watch it be the twin and let's just be gobsmacked. Just be very wrong. The problem is that would just be a very unfulfilling end to the prophecy is, you know, there needs to be a twist here. And we have to, we need to see what Arcana saw to believe that Proxima was the twin. I need, like, I need that more than anything before. Yeah, like, I don't know if we. I don't know if I need that. It's just the record, and it wasn't the wrong. It was the wrong gemstone. I think it can just easily be explained like that. At the very least, we need some explanation. Like it was the wrong gemstone. Like yeah. let's just say that. Yeah, that's what I need. I need explanation. Like I need to know why you thought exactly that it was Proxima, and then we can move on. So. Yeah. yeah so and, and, are, are we and, still sold on it being and it being Zarya the twin? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, is it going to be revealed to Necrofa the Arcana is the Dragon Mage? Is that going to be something right, that's... that's another question, oh. yeah. Um, identity stuff is hard to hard to figure <laughs> out. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, probably next week we will know uh, who the twin is for real, for definitively, or maybe the week after, but I think that... In the would... two weeks, we will know. <laughs> At the very least, in two weeks, we'll know. I have a bold... Pre- I, I think I have figured out what's happening in the next several episodes, but uh, very, I won't say specifics, but I think bro- broadly, my biggest prediction, bold prediction... You guys tell me whether you're, what your initial okay. reaction is, whether you're, you're buying or selling. You're crazy. Just kidding. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is I'm, that... I'm old. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're about to say in a second. We will be defeating Necrofa in these next two episodes. Oh, please. Oh. I want that to happen so bad. I'm so done with her. 
Wow, so done with her. Oh my god. So done with her. Yeah, right. I think that's basically the biggest giveaway is that uh she has not been built into an all powerful being. The fact that she was so she never really got the gems, she's so easily defeated here again, uh in in this episode that we're talking about. Um I think that Necrafa is not the ultimate threat. So um, then who is? Uh, this is complete speculation. I believe it's Tasma. I think that Tasma. We're will going inha- back to Tasma. I think Tasma <laughs> will inhabit whatever dark magic is inhabiting Nakrafa, and Tasma will be like that's the only thing that makes Tasma's character have uh, purpose. Like, what's the point of Tasma just being the stupid lackey this season if not for her to either turn good or become the ultimate big bad? So I, I I'm I believe Taz was the the villain of season three. We'll see. We won't know for a while. But or um, it's Proxima, and then that right? same magic takes yeah. Proxima, who's That's angry. Also on that... the table. Yeah, I don't know what we're yeah. doing with Proxima. I have zero clue. Uh, on, so I think it could be Proxima. I think it's probably something else, but I really don't know what's what's happening like, there. I'd be more terrified of Proxima going bad than Tasma just becoming the big bad. And that just shows that Tasma is just not capable. <laughs> She's just not effective and efficient in the, in her in the way she conducts things. Or we have like a Tasma um, Proxima like, let me teach you how to be bad episode. Yeah, like. that would be so cool. Ooh, both two villains. Okay, yeah. Tasma and Proxima joining forces against the Mysticons. It'll be adorable. They can have matching outfits too. It'll like be a, a villain, mess villain group. Too. Yeah, villain group. What is like? <laughs> Proxima, I always like thought that Tasma was like this like like idol of like the neck of like the mages and and it was just like really cool. I don't know. I think that that there's just I think that there's I don't know. I I I, I want to see a, a a budding friendship between Tasma and Proxima in this in their like evil lair. I can already see it happen, and it would be glorious. They bond because yeah. they both hate Malvaron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening with Proxima. I don't know what's happening with the Spectral Dragon. Those are the two things I'm pretty interested in. But um, I pretty, I think we're defeating Necrofa here. So very interested to see how this plays out. Um, yeah, I, that, that episode 26 description leads you on that path a little bit, but we'll save that for because we'll have a week in between the uh, the two parts. So next week, Twin Stars unite. Very hype. Uh, Super hype. Okay, Zarya reveal. Let's do it, please. Yes. Woo. Oh, and is Kitty going to be back? Kitty's got to be back. She's got to be present. Right. You think Kitty I, and Casey. <laughs> I think that's uh, I. So I think that, like I said before, Dreadbane will be here in these two episodes. It, really, Kitty has to be here. Like what? If she wasn't here in five episodes, six episodes, what's the point of her existing <gasps> if she's not here for the finale? So she's got to she's got to be there so she can comfort Zarya when Zarya yeah. finds yes, out. Yes. Yeah. We still don't know about Zarya's mom, which is something that really frustrates me about like these filler episodes is that they drop this hint of her saying, I miss my mom. And it's like, well, is she going to find can't out know until the reveal happens? Yeah, exactly. But I just think, oh, this could be a really cool thing of her like bonding with her mom, her mom being introduced. And then once the reveal happens afterward, now we have this like fallback and not have to do like the introduction afterwards and waste time. I just right. I don't so know. If, if sorry, if sorry is Arcanus twin, it would be her foster mom would be who yeah. she thinks is yeah. her mom. And yeah. then the real mom would be uh, Arcanus mom. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, like I want, I but I wanted that bond between her and her foster mom to like, or her adoptive mom or whatever. I want that bond to have already been established so that we're not like go, like we're like not a, just. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll, we'll, we'll get this. Don't worry. This is this it's is gonna be a great season three episode. Like yeah. I already know it's happening. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted, I wanted more like setup for it in season two because <laughs> in season two there's been so much time wasting that I'm just like, give me, give me something. 
We just we had to. It's gonna be. It looks like it's a good reveal. It looks like most people aren't seeing this coming. If if we weren't just if we weren't just shouting this every week, and I wasn't arguing with people on Mr. Khan's wiki, we, about this we've week, only been then? shouting this we every week. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if people are surprised. Um, hoping hoping for great things from Twin Stars Unit next week. Uh, let us know what you thought of our discussion this and what your speculation for next week's episode. Leave comments on overlyanimated.com on uh youtube comments if you're watching on there and subscribe so not miss any of our future mysticons podcasts um any any final stuff uh april beatrice i'm so excited for these next two episodes yeah, yeah. i can't wait <laughs> and kitty better be back yeah very yeah very good to see kitty, kitty and casey we need moon boon we also need uh yeah em and casey but really we need moon boon that yeah, hasn't been in a while. Yeah. Uh, overlyanimated.com for everything. Consider supporting us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Connie, aka Veronica Kukumanga. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Uh, talk, join us on Discord to talk about Mysticons, uh, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Uh, if you want to see my full, uh, <laughs> what I, I, I think I figured out the next four episodes. If you, you need, you need to go to the Discord to see it. Control F for Unified, I think I call it Unified Theory. Um, and then you can see, uh, what I think is happening here. Um, because it's, it's, if so, it's going to be good. And, uh, there's a lot, a lot of stuff I haven't even gotten into yet, but, uh, are already a lot of stuff getting into on Twin Stars Unite next week. Uh, tune in for that. Find out all of our other podcasts at overlyanimated.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.